One of the ladies says, um, yeah, so you know they're doing a shot X, a shot X, and they're giving out flu. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. All right. You are listening to Stationed with Stories. I'm your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And as we get started, let me just tell you that these are all my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, hi, peeps. We are in this thing. We are here. If you are listening to this when it airs, it is Halloween. And so a lot is happening. You know, it is getting to the time of year where people are planning all types of parties and events and all that. So I hope that you all are staying safe wherever you are. And we're just going to get into this. Welcome to everyone. If it is your first time with the podcast. And welcome back to all my peeps who have been with me, okay? We are going to start as we always start with the book that I am reviewing for today. And I always have a book that I am reading. And I actually finished this one for a book club, okay? So I've been talking about book clubs lately. I I mean, I went from zero to 100. I literally started a year ago, I would say. About a year ago, I had no affiliations with any book clubs. Maybe it was a little over a year ago, but in any case, right? I started the book club with my mom and sister last year around this time. Maybe it was more like late summer, but anyway, like officially, when we officially started, it was around this time. And then I joined another book club when I landed here in Japan And that was kind of informal. And then I'm like, okay, so I think I'm part of this now. Let me keep up. And then another book club, another spouse book club. And so that has been a lot of fun. The book that I read, y'all, for this book club is called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And this came out in 2020. If you follow lists, you probably have seen this book because it has been on the New York Times bestseller list for a while. Honestly, I saw this book. I actually had the physical copy. And y'all who've been with me, y'all know how I usually like to listen to books, especially moving around a lot. I don't carry a lot of paper copies or I'll check it out from the library or something like that or a digital copy. I'll read it on a Kindle app. But I actually ended up picking this book up, another book that I picked up from Target Last year, holiday season, it was like 30% off. And I was like, you know what? Let me check it out. I love libraries. It's called The Midnight Library. I'm down for it. And it's been on all these bestseller lists, right? And so I picked it up. And here are my three words about the book. Feel good, proverbial, relatable. Okay. And if I didn't say this already, it came out in 2020. And it is commercial fiction. Right, it's a commercial fiction book. It is adult commercial fiction. And I I guess I understood that I knew that. When I first started it though, I I don't know if I was really like I said, I'm one of those people. I pick up these books, I start them, and then I realize, you know, what I'm really getting myself into. 
And it was feel good because, and I'm starting with the ending, there's a happy ending. And I think that is typical of commercial fiction. Commercial fiction has a particular formula and there's lots of subgenres within commercial fiction. But, you know, you have a, a kind of wrapping up. And so I'll start there. It was feel good. And that part was in some people's minds because we had our book club meeting and it was a male spouse book club specifically. And some of the spouses said, well, it was predictable. I saw I saw it coming. I saw the end coming. Y'all, I didn't necessarily see the end coming the way it did. But when I think about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, but it's commercial fiction. So there should be some feel good in some way at the end. It has to wrap up in a particular way. And so, yes, there was that. Second word, proverbial. So this particular book really speaks to a lot of life lessons. It in itself is a proverb of sorts. And how would I put it? It really is about life and satisfaction and dissatisfaction and the what ifs of life. And there are tons of proverbs that I think the book borrows from, but it within itself, it's, it has a lesson. It has lessons. And so what was fun is in the book club, we got a chance to talk about it and I share some of my thoughts about it. And, and yeah, so it's proverbial in that way. Like it, it borrows from lots of life lessons that you just kind of tuck in your hat and you pull them out when they are necessary, when you face those life circumstances. And so that book, the book is that, okay? And the last thing I said was relatable. This book is all about the what ifs, the regrets, the doubts of life. The premise is that there's a young woman. She is alone. She has suffered lots of losses in her life. And she wants to end her life. And so she attempts suicide. And this is not a spoiler alert. Like if you read any general synopsis of the book, that's where the book starts. Okay. And so you're there. And then a library opens up in this post attempt of suicide. And she finds out that there are lots of lives that she could have lived if she would have made small but monumentally life-changing choices. And so she gets to explore that. And so it's it's fascinating. I really did enjoy it. It was a quick read. Like it is a very quick read. You could read this book in one sitting. But there's that. It was very relatable because I think we all have just things that we say, what if about? Like, what if I would have done this differently? And for some of us, we might have regrets or doubts. Did I do the right thing? I did the best I could. But what if I would have done that differently? And I think personally, it is just not a safe place to live in doubts. <laughs> it is not a safe place to live in regrets. But as humans, I think we all go through a series of moments in our lives where we wonder, was that the right decision? Am I good with the consequences of that decision? And you just continue to live life. But right, this book opens all of that up. And so if you are interested in those types of musings and seeing all these different lives that she would have lived, if she would have made different choices, it's a pretty cool concept. Commercial fiction is not necessarily my jam, but I do like to see what's happening, what's selling, what people are really picking up in 
real time. And so there's that. The Midnight Library by Matt Haig came out in 2020. Pick it up if you so choose. All right, y'all, moving on to the topic of the day. Listen, these acronyms sometimes have me confused. Confused, y'all. I was in a meeting with two other male spouses. We were getting some stuff together, planned for the end of the year, and uh, we're all part of a Bible study. So we're like co-planners of this women's Bible study on base. And, you know, I really love being in that process of thinking, you know, what's working, what's not working, how to support people. I, I really enjoy being able to support people and particularly in like the Bible study space and Christian spaces. And so we're there, we're doing that. And out of the blue, listen, out of the blue, one of the ladies says, um, yeah, so you know, they're doing a shot X, a shot X, and they're giving out flu. And I said, uh, what? Huh? Right? So she was she was just saying that because we were trying to plan something and we don't like to overbook something or book something with something else major happening on base or within the community at large. And so she said that, and I was like, I have totally missed whatever it is that you are trying to tell me, but it does not sound good. Not sound, a shot X, first of all, we're in the military. Listen, anything about anybody getting shot? And I'm like, what? Not me, Lord. Mm-mm, not me. I cannot. Whatever the shot, like the word shot in my ears, just is just not ever great. I don't like the word, especially as a middle spouse. Like I don't I don't want to hear it. And of course, you know, being American, unfortunately, it is a reality that there's a lot there, I mean, just lots that comes through every week about some type of gun violence. And so I'm just like, okay, a shot X does not sound right. What is what is it that you're telling me? And what was funny, she broke it down to me. She said, oh no, Kalisha, that means a shot, like shots in the arm with a needle. A shot X is a shot exercise. They call it an exercise, which is really a shot clinic. And they are giving out flu, but no, I mean the flu vaccine. They're giving a flu vaccine for the season. So it is a shot exercise for flu vaccine. And I was like, thank you very much for that explanation. Because honestly, the way it came out, it messed me up so badly that I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, you can count me out of whatever it is. And so it's, it's funny, it got me to thinking though, there are so many moments in this middle spouse life where I'm like, what are we talking about? What are they talking about? What are, what are you trying to tell me? Uh, very funny. My, uh, I was at the post office and this is within days of each other. Like I was in this meeting and then later in the week I went to the post office and I needed some help trying to get a package sent to another military base. And there's a particular agreement where you can send things free. So I'm like, fantastic. My mother-in-law is on a base and I need to get this sent out. And I know that I shouldn't have to pay for it, but I need to ask some questions, right? And so I asked my questions and apparently I had my stuff in the wrong type of box. I'm like, okay, great. I have to repackage all my stuff. But the guy who was helping me at the post office and and for those who are non-military, literally everyone on the base working 
are affiliated with the military. If they're not active duty, then they can be a contractor. And then we also, I'm in Japan, we have local people who are Japanese and who have a special status to work on the base. So that's what you're encountering. And then, I, and then of course, in certain positions, you can be civilian and not a contractor. You can be a civilian spouse who's working in the grocery store or whatever, right? And so I'm like, okay, so I need to come back and repackage this this particular package. I said, you know, what do I do in this scenario? And he said, because the time was running out, y'all, he had like 20 more minutes on the clock <laughs> and, and then it was going to close. And so I was like, okay, well, I won't be able to do this today. But he said, come back between these hours and ask for SM2 or CM2. Y'all, I can't remember what he said, but ask for, let's say he said SM2. Ask for SM2 at the post office and I'll come and that's me. I'll be here and I can help you with any questions you have. And I was like, come again? You said SM2, CM2, R2D2? Like, what, 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 <laughs> who am I looking for again? And y'all, I know better. This is going on year three. So I've been been in this game two years as a male spouse. But I have, at that point, I still had not gotten understood at all how people in certain rates, in certain job positions, title themselves, how they are titled. And there is a formula to it. And my husband actually broke it down to me a couple of days ago because I was like, listen, I'm supposed to talk to somebody in the post office and I don't remember what it was. If he had said a name, I would have been like, okay, this is you know, Lawson, I need to talk to, you know, Lieutenant Lawson or, or whatever. Right. No, 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 no. These are letters and numbers. And I am not readily able at the moment to get this right. I'm so used to working with names. Yeah. So he broke it down to me. He told me, you know, this is how it's titled. So if you have this particular job, it's an abbreviation plus whatever, you know, rank they are rate. And that's how you get the letters and the numbers together. And so that that stuck. I got that. I'm still going to have to get used to it. I'm just going to be honest. It would have been so easy, so much easier if I would have gotten a name. But y'all, it got me to thinking, what would have been my aliases? Because I thought about it as, you know, it's not aliases. These are This is actually how you address the person, okay? So that is, I get it, official. But you know, because y'all, it's me. Listen, I'm thinking... In my mind, you know what? It feels like an alias, you know. I don't know what this person's name is. Yeah, I mean, his name could have been anything in the real life. But he has, because of his job position, a little alias, you know. And so I was thinking to myself, what would my aliases have been, you know? And I I started off, I was like, okay, what about CW24? Mm-hmm. What do people start to call me CW24? Hey, CW24. Um, oh, good to see CW24. Oh, yes, I saw CW24 in, you know, the hair salon. Y'all, wouldn't that be wild? And I know you're asking yourself, like, what is CW24? Well, I mean, I was just thinking I'm a creative writer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I write. I'm a writer creatively. And so I'm like, I can say I am CW because that's, you know, abbreviation. And then 24, because I mean, I would say I've been doing this for 24 years, like since childhood. Yes. But I wrote my first performance piece 24 years ago, right? It was a poem 
that I wrote and I performed it. And it was it was my own words. And it is the first example. And there may have been earlier examples, but I take that as like literally the starting point. And I think I still have it handwritten somewhere in a box. But listen, 24 years of doing this. CW, creative writing. It's C- CW24, right? That makes sense. And then I was like, okay, what else have I been? You know, I see two. Well, somebody said, hey, I see two. Oh my gosh, I saw I see two in line with some salad in her hand and some special dressing. And she was getting ready to, to get some lunch. Yes, I see two. I see two. Who was I see two? Okay, well, you know, if it worked like it worked in the military, at least in the Navy, right? Because that's maybe varies from community to community. But I see two for me, I used to work at a boarding school and I was an international student coordinator. Not going to say ISC, but I just, you know, I just shortened it to IC, international student coordinator. And I did that for two years. So maybe, maybe that would have been what the kids would have said to me, right? They wouldn't have said, oh, hey, Miss Kalisha, hey, Miss Hollis, hey, no, okay? They would have said, hi, IC2. Oh, yes, I would like to. And, and then the last one I had was ST200. Mm-hmm. ST200. Imagine, you know, kids saying, ST200, um, when are our office hours? Um, ST200, did, did you look at uh, my extra credit work? We didn't have extra credit work, just FYI. But anyway, you know, did you? I, I just wonder if you saw my rewrite. Okay, ST200 would have been Spanish teacher level 200. Y'all, imagine the children of the world calling their teachers like HT100, history teacher 100, instead of Mr. Thompson, okay? That would have been really, really funny. It would have made the civilian world really confusing also to, to me. But, you know, I, it just got me to think of y'all. It's, it's so funny. Would it have worked if people did not know me by my name, but they knew me by my work and whatever level or rank it was, okay, that I had achieved by that point? So anyway, lots of fun acronyms. I'm still trying to figure out. You know, it's also really funny whenever someone tells you an acronym like for especially like these buildings, like we're gonna, it's gonna be in the you know AOR building or blah 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 building, and I'm like, so I'm I'm sorry, what what building is that? How how can I find that? And then they don't know what the acronym stands for, and I'm like, ma'am, sir, help! I like I'm trying to learn these things, y'all. So anyway, you know, if you've been with me, you know I'm still pretty new to this life. I'm still trying to figure it out. Do I know it all? Absolutely not. I hope you're not looking to me to answer any questions for real, for real. But as always, I have an opinion about it all. So anyway, moving on to the last topic of the day, y'all. I have a piece, flash fiction for you. And it is called Calming Circle. Carpenter stepped into the kitchen for a glass of water as her twin girls colored autumn leaves on the adjacent living room floor. Miss Sarah is coming tonight, she sung out, checking her watch before grabbing a clean glass from the cupboard. Three-year-old Piper craned her neck to the side as if she couldn't believe her ears. 
She looked toward the side door entrance of their home. A grin splashed across her pudgy features as she peered through the window pane in the top half of the door. Her twin, on the other hand, looked perturbed. Miss Sarah? Kinley questioned, violet crayon slipping from her slackening grip. Yes, Carpenter responded. Miss Sarah's watching you two while Mommy and Daddy go out for a few hours. Yay, Piper yelled, standing up quickly to clap and hum out a rhythm. Carpenter imagined the tune to be her daughter's made-up happy song. Carpenter poured the glass of water, watching as a furrow in Kinley's brow increased, eyes narrowing, mouth quivering. What's wrong, honey? She asked, stepping around the kitchen island and over the threshold back into the living room. She squatted down in front of her oldest twin girl. Carpenter wondered if this dynamic would ever change. Piper ever the child of impulse and mischief? Kinley always much more cautious and law-abiding. Carpenter's sudden appearance at Kinley's side startled the little girl so much so that Kinley jumped when Carpenter called out her daughter's name once more. Kinley, don't you like Miss Sarah? She asked, rubbing her daughter's back as she sunk deeper into her squat. That would be odd, Carpenter thought. Sarah had babysat four to five times per month for the last few months. The college girl was sweet and energetic, and the twins had seemed to take to her instantly. In the background, Piper continued her humming and clapping. The rhythm was unchanging, persistent. Yet, the notes had become discordant as if moving from celebratory wedding chorus to a moody funeral procession. Carpenter rubbed her hands together, reminding herself mentally to turn up the heat as the temperature outside seemed to have dropped suddenly. But the circle, Kinley said, pointing out the window pane above the side door. Carpenter followed her daughter's pointing. The moon, sweetheart? Carpenter asked. You know that word. No, the circle, the calming circle, Kinley sputtered. Piper's humming and clapping seemed to pick up speed. If the calming circle is out, Kinley announced, voice tremorous. Miss Sarah is not very calm. She trailed off, and Carpenter squinted at Kinley, then back at the gleaming full moon, feeling the span of that side door window in the darkening sky. Goosebumps prickled Carpenter's skin as she stood and swooped up Piper, motioning for the little girl to cease her humming and clapping as she resettled them in front of Kinley's statue steel frame. What does Miss Sarah do when the calming circle is out? She asked, addressing both girls this time with serious eyes. Piper opened her mouth to speak just as the doorbell rang. Carpenter's head jerked up, surprised, 
and she saw the jovial face of Sarah Roundtree staring at them through that same window. As the young woman waved, Carpenter swore Sarah's eyes were as round as the moon, now eclipsed by her silhouette. All right. Hope y'all enjoyed that one. I, you know, I thought, why not be appropriate for the time, for the season, and do a little something fun on Halloween. And I'm not a big Halloween person at all, but, you know, I thought it would be a fun piece to share with you all. So that is it for today. I hope that you all enjoyed this episode of the podcast, Station with Stories. If you've been with me, you already know that I am on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me, stationed underscore story. Also have a YouTube page, Station with Stories. And of course, a website. Y'all, the website has all the good stuff, okay? It has everything there, one-stop shop stationedwithstories.com. You can find me there. Definitely leave all the stars on wherever you are listening to the podcast. If it's not the website and if you have the opportunity to rate the podcast, do that. All the stars. Leave comments. And I'm looking forward to being back with you all next week. Stationed with Stories. I'm your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps. (laughs) 